0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies On Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by On Tap Sportsnet and brought to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDon300. And today, we'll be getting into this weekend's matchup against Tulsa, first road game of the season. Another non conference opponent traveled to Tulsa, Oklahoma to take on the Golden Hurricanes. Tulsa searching for their first win, NIU looking to, to go streaking. Two wins is a streak. I'll call it a streak. I don't care. And uh, this week we are six-point underdogs, opened up as seven-point underdogs. That's kind of moved a little bit, obviously, because anybody with a brain knows that that is way too many points to cover for Tulsa against this NIU team. And honestly, like, probably going to win this game outright. The over-under for the game this weekend is 62 Our friends over at the Football Power Index, our best friends, have given us a 22.7% chance to win this game. So if you know anything about this team, if you know anything about this podcast, we love these spots. Spot that for no reason should we be – this should be like a two- or three-point line on each side, doesn't matter. But six, seven points against a team that won three football games last year. Did not win their game last week against Wyoming. Like, no shot. I'm buying into that line. Now unfortunately for me, I can't bet it because I am an Illinois resident and I cover the team too, so just two no-no's for me. But if you're an out-of-state better and you have an opportunity to bet on this game, I'm telling you plus seven is a good number for this team. I like them to win the game. But going into this game, you have a 10-day layover. You have an extra few days to recover after an Eastern Illinois game that got way too close for comfort, a game that, by all accounts, everyone thought that we were going to blow them out, but it didn't happen. You still find a way to win a football game. And like I said at the end of the last episode, we are on to Tulsa, and now uh, we have arrived at Tulsa Week. I uh, was not able to get out to the press conference this week, so no player interview for this episode. It will be a short one, probably just about a 20, 30-minute show. But – I, I look forward to this game. Like, I look forward to these type of tests on the schedule where it's like this is an opponent that the experts or the blue checkmark brigade or the Twitter suits have said that there's a higher chance that Tulsa will win than we will win, and I love those games. I love when this team is faced with adversity against an opponent that could be better than them and they go out there and they they play niu football and they win a game and i don't know if this would be considered one of the junkyard wins if they go and get this because tulsa's in the american conference which is like a unilateral conference to us it's not above or below or it's just the the same level it's a group of five conference who has shown that they have the ability to have a team i.e. cincinnati last year go and do big things and then You know, if you look at the MAC over the course of the last 10, 15 years, Western Michigan in 2016, our 2012 team that made it to the Orange Bowl are all teams that are up there as some of the greatest group of five teams of all time. But the fact of the matter to me is, is you have a team that's predicted to win their conference and then you have Tulsa, a team that like, you know, they'll probably go six and six at best, maybe seven and five. So from the very get-go, for us to be getting, like, the negative attention going into this game, I think is, like, bulletin board material for Rocky and for the offense and then also, too, on the defense. The defense gave up more points than they would have liked to give up. And offensively, I mean, 34 is a good amount. It was enough to win the game last week. I don't know if points are the emphasis this much this week as we could see – Maybe one of the Hammock special game plans where it's uh, it's a lot more running, a lot more time of possession, and especially after too, after what I heard from him last week in the press conference where he was like, I don't normally have only 29 minutes time of possession. I can imagine that they'll be pushing 35, maybe close to 40 minutes with the ball in our hands and finishing drives in the end zone. Um, I think that's an important thing this week. This is a touchdown a field goal game. I don't think Tulsa will recreate the offensive output that they had last week against Wyoming, in which they put up 37 points in a loss. They lost in double overtime. So, you know, they got to be gutted after that game, but they're looking for a win and think that, Hey, this NIU team's a good team to bounce back against. I think not. I think that this has all the makings for a good game. I don't think we're going to blow them out by any means, but I think this has all the makings for an NIU upset on the road. Um, The defense should tighten up. I would hope they would tighten up, especially after week one. I think, honestly, too, like week one may have been a case of us just maybe letting our foot off the gas a little early because it was a 31-13 to game, and then all of a sudden it's 34-27 and Eastern has a chance, you know. So I think going into this game against Tulsa, the first quarter – is the first 15 minutes of the game, we'll just say, are the most important to me because you want to come out early and you want to get points on the board early. And then, too, on the defensive side of the ball, you want to you know create havoc in the backfield and make things difficult for their offense. I know it's a home game for them, and that's their first home game of the season. So it's a home opener for them as well. Could be a pretty rowdy environment. I I don't know how how big Tulsa's fan base is, but we all know how big the sport of college football is. And even though we don't, you know, fill the stands, I can't speak for other schools. So prepare for an uncomfortable environment. Prepare for a loud environment and prepare for a crazy student section, as you always should. But I just want to see this offense do what they do, but on a full scale. Like, I know we're going to be able to run the football. I know the offensive line is going to be able to to hold up for Rocky and hold up for whichever back may be back there. But I want to see them using Rocky early. Like, I want to see them throwing the rock, no pun intended, getting Shamar Thornton some touches, getting Cole Tucker some touches. My – the the three-headed monster of Miles, Liam, and Tristan Tavis, who I don't believe Tristan played last week. Hopefully he'll be available for this week. See if we can get them some touches early. And then, too, it's like I know we're big proponents of PTR and Pound the Rock. doesn't matter who it is. The hot hand, all three guys can get touches and touchdowns if they want. It doesn't matter to me. Keep the running backs engaged at the same time while utilizing your – you know, preseason all-MAC player at the quarterback position to the point where he's throwing at least 25, 30 times a game. And I'm not saying he has to throw the ball 50 times a game because if you look at the, the recipe for winning football, not too many teams win games when their quarterback throws 50 times. But I think in a game like this where we could have to score 35 to 42 points to win this game, we can't expect all those yards and points to come on the ground. And – We have a dependable quarterback. We have a quality quarterback. Let Rocky cook. Let him cook. He's got weapons. I know we're missing Trayvon Rudolph, but he has weapons. And two, another thing that we didn't see last week was uh, Rocky running the football. Maybe that's more for his health and his protection. I don't know what the case may be for that, but Rocky's a very talented and skilled runner, too, so we'd like to see that as well. Offensively, besides Rocky, besides the receivers, the running backs – it, it really just comes down to the situation. And Coach Hammock talked about this last week when, when we were in the post-game press conference. You know, at, someone asked uh, if if it's riding the hot hand or if you have one guy, or, and Coach Hammock really just broke it down to, like, this guy can do this better, or this guy, not, you know, and obviously not putting people down, but saying, like, we use this guy in this situation and that guy in this situation and stuff like that. So if I had to call a spade a spade, I'd say Ontario Brown is more of the workhorse and more of the goal line back, and then Harrison Lee is like the guy that they use between the twenties when there's a little bit more space because when you get him in space, he's gone. Like he has quick speed, and then Mason Blakemore is kind of just a wild card. Mason Blakemore, is a return man. He's got speed. He can catch the ball out of the backfield and and. All three have looked great. And then two, um, not to make it the transfer podcast, but former NIU running back Jay Docker scored against Mississippi State last week. So we love to see that for Jay. Even though he was only with us for a year, that's a kid that's got a lot of talent. We look forward to seeing what he'll do at Memphis. Wish he was still here with us. But we are plenty fine with the three backs that we have. Not a quarterback that, you know, I didn't see it at all. It's my favorite play in Coach Hammock's playbook with the Rocky and the battering ram where it's just Rocky up the gut for, like, five yards, four of which is just him just chopping his feet. Defensively, the secondary looked good in flashes. Jordan Candy looked good. Eric Rogers got player of the week from the Mac on the defensive side of the ball. My player of the week as well, even though mine doesn't really count. I don't have a cool graphic either, but secondary looked pretty stout. I would like to see them against a, a more pass-heavy attack, and what we'll see with Tulsa now. Obviously, the score is a little bit inflated because of overtime. But if you go back and look at the box store, if you go back and look at the box score, quarterback Davis Brin for Tulsa had 460 yards through the air, three touchdowns. So, and he did that. It's funny that I say this. Not too often do you have a team win a game when their quarterback throws the ball fifty times. Davis Brin, thirty to fifty-two, four hundred and sixty yards, three touchdowns. Loss. It's not always the recipe to win football games, but you want to find that that hot spot in that middle ground. Ah, uh, they had two. They had three receivers all go over hundred yards, and a fourth receiver finished with seventy-nine. Ah, uh, Stokes led the way with eleven receptions, one hundred and sixty-nine yards. And as a unit, they combined for those 469 yards, and to see that Jesus, I'm terrible at math. 453 of those yards came from, from four guys, so four different receivers on this team combined for 453 receiving yards, and uh, that can make for a scary day for the secondary. So, I think. In addition to, to having good games from guys like Eric Rogers and CJ Brown and and Jordan Gandy, I'm looking to that defensive front, that front seven, guys like Michael Kennedy and guys like Isaiah Green May and guys like James Esther. Like they have to get home and make it difficult for Davis Bryn because it looks like they're going to throw the shit out of the football. They ran, the ball th- they ran the ball 32 times for 61 yards, and if we can get a good push out of that front seven, right, if we can limit their yards per carry down to four or less, because last week they were at 1.9, so it shouldn't be that hard to do, force them to pass the ball upwards of 50 times, I like our chances of pulling a couple of those passes down and maybe making something happen. You know what I'm saying. So, like, the defense showed a little bit of more of a knack last week for turnovers than they did all of last season. So, we would hope that going into this week two matchup, be a little bit more aggressive, jump a couple more routes. I know Jordan Gandy's still kicking himself over that potential pick that he could have had against Eastern Illinois, but he didn't sell out. So, it'll be great to see what ends up happening out there on Saturday as far as game plan that Coach Jackson has, Coach the defensive coordinator coach Jackson. But it starts up front and it gets finished with the secondary. I know it's important to have a good good play from the linebackers, but as far as units go on that on that defense between Rainier and Pew and and routine last week, like that unit is covered. We can expect them to roam that second level of the defense and handle the rushing attack, and then to help out a little bit in the passing attack. But like, you go back and look at the stats last week. Dave Ern Rainier had 14 tackles last week. Like that doesn't just happen. Like he is talented as all hell. So I look forward to uh, maybe seeing another double digit tackle margin from him this week, and then to maybe maybe we see ten maybe we'll have ten piece from Kyle Pugh as well. But it really just comes down to the way that we know this NIU football team wins games, right? Time of possession, controlling the clock, long sustained drives that end in touchdowns, and even distribution on the offense, right? Even distribution between the, the pass and the run so that they're not just loading up for us to run the football. I think we have an opportunity to surprise them with some, with some of our passing sets and some of our concepts. I really do. Liam hauled in a touchdown last week. Rocky looked good on a lot of his throws there were a few that weren't the best, but I mean what can you do you can't you can't throw a perfect game out there he, he got out of it unscathed as far as turnovers he had almost two hundred yards and I honestly i'm I'm going back to the well this week. I think Rocky puts up three hundred total yards of offense simply because we're going to need three hundred yards of total offense from Rocky to win this game offensively my I'm going to say my – I won't say my player, but I'll say my skill group of emphasis is the receiving room, the wide out slash tight ends. We need the best game from everybody in, the, in those two rooms from top to bottom. Even if you're only out there to get one reception for 10 yards, it doesn't matter. We need it. We need it. All hands on deck for this game because if you got a team that's putting up 37 in week one – they're probably going to be it, – you're going to see it hard-pressed to see them finish under 28 points on Saturday, especially the way our defense kind of regressed in the second half of last week's game. They are eating that up in the film room right now and saying, hey, this is what we can do to NIU next week. This is what we're planning on doing, and we have to go out there and make sure that it doesn't happen. In order for us to win this game – I'd like to see us keep Tulsa under 31 points. I know that is a a hell of a lot of points to be giving up, but I think this game has all the potential to be a shootout. Like I said, the over-under for this game is 62 points. So someone's definitely scoring 30. Let's just hope that it's us, right? And offensively, outside of the receivers, just offensive line, continue to do what you do, continue to be bullies up front create running lanes for the running backs and create time for Rocky to throw the ball so that he has the time to make the plays on the defensive side of the ball. I'll say the most important unit this week is the defensive line. I'm looking to James Esther to have a James Esther game, right? Like a couple sacks, sacks, uh, maybe a turnover, a tackle for loss here or there. But I do think that the way he stepped into this new role of a captain at the young age of 20 and a high-level captain, not just a paper captain, not just a captain because you've been there, a captain because his play on the field and his actions off the field dictate him earning the captain's spot. So I only look for him to get better week in and week out in this defense, especially as his role continues to grow. And, yeah, I'll say the defensive line is my most important – for the def- the defense this week, but I'm looking to James Esther to be that anchor up front to stop that rushing attack and get after Davis Brin and make it difficult for him to throw the football. For my score prediction, I am going to go like I said, shootout. I will say NIU 38. Tulsa 35. And you know why I say 38-35? Because there's a man on our team that missed a field goal last week, and I think he gets a chance to redeem himself in an even bigger spot. Tie game late, 35-30, you know, 35 all. Rocky and the offense get us in position. and John Richardson drills home a game-winning kick to win the game 38-35 for the Huskies. I'm only 1-0 all time as i've only made this level like this if you will specific of a prediction to where i was like yeah john richardson's banging home the game winner i got my money on jay rich to hit the game winner not literally but like that's where my prediction is at i do believe that football's a crazy sport to where it works out in weird ways where you know he missed a kick to put the game away last week okay that's fine all is all is good in the hood like we know what this kid's capable of. Put him back out there this week to go win the game on the road against Tulsa. I guarantee you the Iceman delivers, and I guarantee you he delivers an even better celebration than Ball State last year. If I'm right, I'm right. It looks great. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'd rather put everything on the table and, and put trust and belief in those guys that we know can go out there and make those plays. So like I said, offensive key players this week It's going to be the receiver room, the pass catcher room, if you will, you throw the tight ends in there as well. And then on the defensive side, the defensive line for my score prediction, I do have NIU winning this one 38 to 35. And I mean, if I got Richardson nailing the game winning kick, he's obviously my my special teams player, key player for this game. So keep an eye out on on the many kicks in the kickoffs that John Richardson will have this weekend. And I got nothing else for you guys. We will be back with you guys on Monday live from Fatty's. So if you are in town, if you're in the area, come out, grab a burger, have a couple beers. Rocky will be there. I do not know who the second player for this week's show will be, but it all kind of came together last second because of the NIL, but I did get confirmation from my people over at Fatty's that we are good to go for Monday night. Leading up to the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks Monday night football game, we working working to get a live stream if you aren't able to make it in person, but you know, we love when we get fans out there and it's a great opportunity to uh, get to know your NIU Huskies better. And then to go out and have a, a couple drinks and a, and a burger. They got great food. I can't wait to get back out there. It's been a, a while since I've had fatties in my life. I've been super busy. Um, it's kind of why I wasn't able to make it to the press conference this week but I do have another personal note I guess you will I know not to make it a beat on on beat on on tap but I did call my first game on Friday I thought I did worse than I did because I got invited back to call more games I will not be calling a game the night before Tulsa but for the remainder of the high school season here in Illinois on 1023 the Coyote I will be calling color commentary for high school football games and then there's a couple weeks that are sprinkled in there that I will be doing production work for the station I am not like a full-time employee I guess you would say I'm kind of just uh freelancing for them right now kind of helping out and uh, they're doing a great thing, letting me get my feet wet and helping me out. And as opposed to going to the game by myself for the next game, I'll be going with like their normal broadcaster. So he'll kind of show me the ropes, train me up a little bit. And then before you know it, hear me on ESPN one day. But that day is not Saturday. I wish it was. I wish it was. But I, uh, I look forward to seeing how we stack up. Against Tulsa this week. Like I said, we'll be back to you guys on the other side with the post game recap. And then back on Monday, live from Fatties with our quarterback, my guy Rocky Lombardi. Really do appreciate everyone for joining us on this episode of Huskies on Tap. Be back to you guys next week and go Husky! Yeah. I got drinks of living left in the kitchen whipping. Man. I got drink on living labs. In yeah, the kitchen, which yeah, magic. Bad yeah, bitch, yeah, bad heavy. Yeah. We got London on the track. Dirt, dirt. I ain't asked now for none. I took the heart away. So he put me overcoming with the They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jump in it